kind of suffer, struggle through it and kick and scream until we get to that space. Or we can just love and we go with faith and trust. And that's, that's the difference. So that's really my book is not just about that. It's mostly about helping individuals, people to understand that we have a choice not to live in fear, but to live in faith and love. And that really, it's the choice because we can either choose our own hell or choose our own heaven. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Curiously Wise. I'm Lauren Wittig, your host, and today I have a wonderful guest with me, Christine Obsepian, and I'm really looking forward to talking to her, and I think you might learn a lot today. So we're going to get started in just a second. Christine, thank you for joining us. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Christine to help you get to know her, and then we'll dive into some conversation At an early age, Christine heard the call to be of service to humanity. Spending time in nature, praying, and meditating guided her to where she is today. Her journey of permanent positive change guided her towards hypnotherapy, spirituality, and embracing her intuitive gifts. Her goal is to demystify spirituality and intuition and use it in everyday life and to help people to understand how the universe speaks to you all the time. So... This is this is my wheelhouse. This is what I love to talk about. So thank you. Thank you for bringing this into our conversation today, into our energy today. So let's start with something that intrigued me from your bio there. Let's talk about this mystifying spiritual and intuition. And can you demystify it for us a little bit? Yes, of course. I do this every day with my clients. And 13 years ago, when I started this journey, Everything felt so far. Intuition felt so far. Trusting ourselves felt so far. And mysticism, it was like, Ooh, oh, don't, don't go there. Don't do that. And 13 years ago when I really was in hypnotherapy school and I would talk to doctors and talk to them about, you know, and they said, well, where'd you go to school? What do you do? And then when I became a hypnotherapist and I would say hypnotherapist, up until a good until 2012, people were still not very comfortable with hypnotherapy. And they would always be like, Ooh, Oh, that scares me, Christine. Don't, and that's the thing. Uh, throughout, you know, hundreds of years of, of the witch hunts and this and that, we've been pushed towards that logical, the ego brain, the reptilian brain, the brain that is still cavemen, woman, and all, is always on fight, flight, or freeze mode. And we forgot how mystical that we are. And we've always been and will always be. So a lot of times when my clients come to me and they say, oh my God, you're so intuitive. I wish I could be like you. I, I always say to them, you are like me. We're all like each other. When we were born, the first five years at least of our lives is the most magical time of our lives because we're so connected to our mystical, metaphysical, spiritual, intuitive selves. That's why children are so happy. That's why children Mm -hmm. are carefree. That's why children are so honest about everything. And then we take them and we mold them into our society, into our world, into religion, into politics, into this, into that, into schools. And that mystical part of us just slowly tends to go away. It's rarely that some, you know, my clients would up or the average person out there would be like, oh, my mom was there spiritual and she raised me spiritual and I raised my children spiritual as well. And 
to me, it's, it's demystifying it. It's, it's just remembering that we've always been intuitive beings. We've always been, you know, I don't want to call it psychic, but we always, always know about everything, past, present, and future. It's always in ourselves, but the average person forgot who they are. And they're constantly seeking for someone else to validate them by going to psychics and tarot readings. Mm-hmm. And, and But at the same time, again, we're, I'm not saying we're all going to become astrologers and psychics and, and you know, tarot card readers. At, at the same time, yes, do we go to these individuals or even my clients coming to me with hypnotherapy to remember who they are? I always tell my clients, my mission with you, my guidance to you is to remember who you are and remembering who we are is that we are mystical and we're magical and we're powerful and we're we're resilient beings. Just because we're in the flesh does not mean we're just human. We're spirit beings having a human experience. And so just to demystify that is to remember who we are. There's yeah. not much else that we need to do and to realize that it's not that some people in the world have the magic and are gifted. I'm being told that every day by my clients, you're so gifted. I go, are you? You just need to give <laughs> permission to remember and trust. Right. Trust me, 13 years ago when I used to get into my recliner to meditate before my clients, I used to physically hit myself in my forehead <laughs> into my heart. I say, open, open. <laughs> it's not that it wasn't open. It's just that I wasn't trusting. Yeah. And then when I started sharing information and messages that will come through and my clients all, all, always ask me why do you say they why do you say spirit I go because that's the way I can explain it like the higher self the divine voice the whatever it we call it it's the same thing it's our inner higher consciousness that knows everything even yesterday I was after the moment I was taking one of my clients into hypnosis a message, very strong message suddenly came through that said, you need to talk to her about her mercury feelings because this individual has brain tumor. Oh. And, and when we came out of the hypnosis, I said, my love, do you possibly have mercury feelings? She said, yes, I do. And I said, you need to get those out. Mm-hmm. Like Those are the kind of beings that we are, that our intuition is communicating with us all the time. It's just do we trust it? Do we listen to it? Because we're so stuck in our conscious heads, the chatter and the clutter. Mm-hmm. The, gotta do this, I gotta do that, and fighting it with ourselves, fighting with another person in our brains. We don't quiet down enough to remember who we are and what we're about. And that's what really demystifying it is. It's just remembering that we all have it and we're all gifted. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, no, that's great. And it's that that piece of it that you just mentioned, that getting quiet. I know that I have a seriously loud interior voice that it's ego. You know, it's I it's much better now, but it used to be really loud. And it would be you're not doing this. You don't get it, you're not worthy. Blah, blah, blah. And it was only through learning to meditate and creating a real practice out of that that I got quiet enough to realize that I had things I could do. There are gifts that, you know, I'm an energy healer and I get those same intuitive hits that you talk about. And I get the same question, where does that come from? It's like, well, the universe, you know, sometimes it feels like (laughs) your grandmother stepped in, you know, there's all kinds of different ways it comes, but it's basically just from the universe. And, and I use the same kind of terminology of, you know, they say, or 
what I'm getting is, you know, cause it's not, it's not my voice when I'm sharing those. Now I do have a lot of my own higher self that I talk to these days. And that took, that took a lot of, it still take requires trust that mm-hmm. I am hearing what I'm supposed to be hearing and I'm not just making up stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I there's a lot of ways you can learn that, but go ahead. Yes. And oftentimes my clients ask me, how do I know what voice to trust? Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Our higher self will never be judgmental, will never be fearful, will never force us, will never be negative. It's mm-hmm. all about love, guidance through love. And it always feels good in the gut. And then the ego is always fear-based, limited, judgmental, and all the other nasty, negative things that right. the ego do. <laughs> I just, I have to add this for ego because I, I was going yeah. through some old notes of mine this morning and I, I don't know why I was drawn to it, but I have a big, a big note in there written in handwriting that ego equals earth guide only. And I thought, I have no idea where that came from, but I thought that's brilliant. I got to remember that because the ego is about keeping us safe. Yes. Physical form. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Don't touch the fire. You'll get burned. Okay. You know, that's the ego taking care of you. And we do need that. But yeah. we, we identify so strongly with that. Yeah. Instead of allowing ourselves to identify with the fullness of who we really are. Absolutely. And I always explain that to my clients as well. There's two types of ego. There's the one that is keeping us safe, the healthy ego. And then there's the unhealthy ego that always turns everything into drama, negativity, why you can't do it, why you're not worthy to do it, why you don't deserve it. That's the ego we're talking about because a lot of my male clients challenge me on nothing. But me having my ego gets me to success. I'm talking about the unhealthy ego, the one that is keeping you in fear not to travel to your business meetings and this and that because you're afraid of flying mm-hmm. that's holding back that's the unhealthy ego so absolutely even the ego has multiple faces and the healthy one protects us on this planet yeah. for because it knows it's temporary and it knows that it can hurt get hurt it's not like the soul it's not immortal it is mortal and so we're talking about the unhealthy ego the one that limits us that controls us that is the voice of a lot of many other people from our childhood yeah. to the present that you can't you won't you don't deserve it well you know whatever else that voice mm-hmm. does that's mm-hmm. the ego we're talking about it's the reptilian brain <laughs> okay yeah yeah i've never heard it divided that way before and mm-hmm. that that makes a lot of sense to me because there's definitely times where we do need that ego looking after us of course. Of but course. so often especially i know in my experience so much of that that ugly language, I'll say, unfun language that, you know, that we beat ourselves up with. It comes from other people. I don't just get up. I believe it now because I heard it so often. It must be true. And that's been a lot of my healing journey is to sort of unpack that and go, oh, I know who said that to me the first time. And that's not true. Maybe it's not true anymore. Maybe it never was true. But, Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I've sort of also begun to understand that, like you say, that ego brain, that ego voice is mean, <laughs> the one that's yeah. not doing us good. Mm-hmm. And we beat ourselves because, up with it. Yeah. And because our brain does not realize reality from fiction, whatever you repeat, it is the repetition. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. when they ask me, how is it that hypnosis works? I go, because in every session that we do hypnosis, 
for 30 minutes, I am repeating loving, empowering suggestions to you. That's how it works. We're literally injecting positivity and getting you back to remembering who you are and really undoing and reprogramming. Because our brain is so powerful. It's just waiting for information to come for it to believe that it doesn't judge. It doesn't realize reality from fiction. It doesn't judge from good to bad. It just says repeat, 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 repeat. So if we're little girls and we're told you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you grow up feeling this small and unworthy and you can't, you can't finish anything. You can't complete anything. You can't succeed at anything. But then if you're raised with, you can absolutely, you're beautiful. You can do anything. You can be anything for boys to girls. It does not matter. Mm -hmm. Then power to succeed from childhood and on. But the power of the mind is also in the fact that the moment we realize something, some belief, some, you know, experience or anything, whatever the voice that may be, is no longer serving us, we have the power to reprogram and change that no matter how old we are. Rather, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. old. Even though when they say you learn, old dogs don't learn new tricks, it's that's not true. That's not true. tricks. <laughs> they can. And yes. so and with our mind, we yeah. can reprogram. We just need to be willing right. and have a flexible mind and not a rigid mind. Yes. That's all it takes. Yes. Flexibility is an interesting concept because I think our culture has gotten very rigid. Mm-hmm. And, and so being able to be flexible first in your thinking, first in your brain, in yourself, is such a gift you give to yourself, but it's ultimately, it's going to be a gift you give to everybody because it, it will be modeling that, that flexibility for others. And we need that. We need that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So are there any tools other than meditation that you have used to learn to trust that inner voice that's your higher self? Yes, of course, meditation is a wonderful tool, but there are many other tools, right? Hypnotherapy my clients to you know raise their vibration and listen to that inner voice more and quiet the ego i can't tell you how many text messages and calls i get from my clients going oh my god christine what is this i feel empty i go that's not emptiness that's the heat and they go yeah you're right my brain is not going 100 miles an hour anymore that is peace i go that's returning to yourself so hypnotherapy is a wonderful tool to permanently make the shift and change mm-hmm. Subconscious level, and then of course there's breath work. Mm-hmm. You know, breath work techniques. Pranayama breath work is a powerful technique to, cl- like, clear, clear, clear the mind, the left brain, the right brain, and it literally aligns your energy centers, aligns your mind and body. It's like 20 years of therapy without talking. So that <laughs> journaling is another wonderful mm-hmm. technique. To, I always tell my clients have two journals: the negative. Venting, purging journal is never to be kept, which means you only and only do it on loose pieces of paper. Mm. You do not anything down in the journal, right? And then it's negative because people just gather all this information and everything is energy. Now, I can't tell you how many times I find out that my clients have been holding on to their journals for 10 years, 14 years. Oh, no. and I- what is the point of that? Why do you carry that baggage with you everywhere you go? Everything you do, every move you make, you just box it up and take it with you. Even my positive journals. When I recently moved, I looked at them and I smiled and I said, I'm so very grateful for all this positive energy. 
but I surrendered it and recycled it away. And I said, return back to earth. And I know I'm getting the blessings from it, mm-hmm. even positive ones, but I'd rather for, you know, anybody, everybody that is journaling, have a beautiful journal dedicated to your gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it could simply mean today I was late to work and I got green lights. It doesn't matter. People yeah. think and it has to be, okay, grateful for my home and my car and blah, blah, blah. And it gets boring. No, it's about anything positive that happens in the day, being grateful for it. And really, before we go to bed, really acknowledging that. What do you think you are going to attract to ourselves? More gratitude. Mm-hmm. Because it's is a magnet for miracles. So living in gratitude attracts more gratitude. Right. So that's my guidance of always keeping the gratitude journal close to you. And getting rid of the negative purging of the journaling because that vents and then that creates. Because you you get rid of it because the point is a lot of people have the mistake, make the mistake of just affirming. Oh, I fight affirm positive things. But I always tell them, you can have a beautiful crystal clear base filled with trash. You can add all the cream and sugar on top of that. There's still trash underneath inside. You have to take the trash out so that you can put those positive and sweet layers in. Otherwise, it's not a whole. It's just going to overflow. So it's about really clearing the junk before we put the positivity in. Mm. So that, that's why a lot of times people get into trouble of, you know, why don't my affirmations stick? Why don't I have this? Why can't I manifest that? Well, because we haven't worked through the the, the challenges and obstacles right. and beliefs and the stories. There's mm-hmm. so much in the subconscious mind. And once we do that, then we're able to, every manifestation just very quickly sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Like glue. <laughs> so there's another place where I hadn't thought of separating the negatives to get the crap out of your head, journaling from the gratitude. I had a great day, whatever it is, journal. I'm a big fan of journaling, of getting it out of your body, out on paper where you can see what it is and you can choose. I accept yeah. this. I don't accept this. And I often will tell my clients who are journalers, not all of them are open to journaling, but I'll say, you know, take the crap, tear it out of your journal and burn it in a ceremony. That's right. Let it go with love. You know, (laughs) even if you don't feel love about what actually happened, let those pieces of paper burn up with love and it's returning it to the earth and it's allowing that to be a blessing and a gift. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes people are... I don't want to say addicted, but addicted to pain as well. And they want to hold on to it because the fear is if I let it go, I'll get hurt again. I, I, um, I come to this question every time and they go, how did you know that? I'm like, because that's how we operate. If I hold on to the pain, I'll get hurt again. Right. Then you're poisoning yourself and hurting every day. Right. So what's the point, right? Yeah. It, better to let it go and i always say even when it comes to letting go of the stuff it's there's two layers to it there's the forgiveness aspect and then the forgetting aspect the forgiveness is for you your own freedom the forgetting is you can still remember that that person hurt you and learn the lessons from it you don't have to be resentful and angry and not forgiving you can forgive to cut the cords Free yourself. I do this work with my clients every single day. This mm-hmm. is the first step of the healing that I do with my clients, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, because the body keeps score as well. The mind score. And so having said that, healing and forgiving and forgiveness does not mean, oh, thank you for hurting me. No. No. It's a 
process that I take my clients through hypnosis and the coaching and the exercises that I give them. But at the same time, it's about when I forgive, I free myself from those shackles. Mm-hmm. But I don't forget so that I don't let anyone else or that individual or that situation to hurt me again. But there is no emotional charge. The forgiving is about releasing the emotional charge that pains us and makes us cry and makes us feel like, what what is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with us. We're just trying to navigate through being human on this planet in this existence. Experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what I say to my clients, because most of my clients come in because they have some physical pain, there's always some story behind it, some trauma, some, you know, sometimes past life stuff. But I say, you, you get to let go of the pain, but you get to keep the wisdom. That's right. Because we're here to learn. We're here to have experiences and learn from them. You don't want to give that juicy piece of, of learning away, but you don't have to carry the pain with you. You can, right. you can acknowledge it. I call it revealing it. Yes. Then we process it, we release it, and then you can transform your life after that. Right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And it will never happen again. But what we're hurting, hurt people, hurt people. And they're constantly hurt because they're constantly being called to recreate that story, that experience, because they haven't learned from it. And that's the process. When people get into patterns, that's the saddest part that in those patterns is the fact that what we haven't learned because the learning is the letting go, the forgiving, the freeing the self. And if we don't, we're going to keep attracting people's situations experiences to keep us in those patterns because that pattern is not the business is not finished and yeah yeah it's somewhat the devil you know versus the devil you don't kind of ceiling too that i'm familiar with this pain i can manage this pain but i don't want to open myself up to more of it or to some other pain yeah we don't have to be in pain we don't have to be in pain if we get it especially if i find with the body if it's in your body now as physical pain you've been ignoring it for a while (laughs) right Usually yes. you have other signs that you need to, to work through something. And if you're not paying attention to it or you're just stuffing it, women particularly like stuff it into our hips. Don't oh. know why, but that's where it goes. It's yes. process here. Absolutely. Because it only becomes physical because it wasn't worked through. And it shows up in the physical to get your attention. Right, right. Because when we're in physical pain, you can't ignore it. <laughs> that's something really yeah. funny and and I, I mean, I went that path myself. I mean, I manifested emotionally a, a whole nervous system issue in my right arm when I was in a camp, and it was all emotional, and I was in pain every day. I couldn't even hold a single pen, but I created that because I wasn't working through all my emotional stuff. And the moment I started working through it with the work that I do with my clients on myself, because I realized. Healing myself, I heal others, and healing others, I heal myself. All of it went away, and now we're supposed to do surgery on my arm and open me up multiple places to, yeah, the nerve. But it never happened because it need to happen, right? And I listened to my inner voice, and I canceled the surgery last minute. (laughs) Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's a very important thing to take responsibility for your own health too. And I think some of that, it comes in here with, if, if you don't pay attention and say, okay, what, not why is this happening to me, but why is this here for me? Which opens up a curiosity door, which allows you to start digging in and thinking about, you know, what is causing this? 
And, and that way we actually prevent ourselves from having to go into surgeries or take lots of medications or have mental health issues that we don't have to carry with us. And that yeah. self-responsibility is, is where the healing starts, where you can go, I don't know what's going on. I need help. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yes. All right. I know that you have a book you've written. Yes. And it's called Living Through Choice. Ooh, there it is. Okay. It's got a beautiful blue cover for those of you who are audio only. Mm -hmm. We will have it linked in the show notes. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. I actually know nothing about it. I've seen the cover and that's all I've seen. <laughs> this book I wrote years ago and it was basically the beginning of not only my realization of we have a choice in our lives. We, through our choices, we can create our reality. Yes, so we're to have our destiny as well, but our soul has chosen a specific major components of our lives. And even if we try and get away from it, we can't because that's our mission of this lifetime. And that those are the choices that we've made before we incarnated into the physical body. But overall on this planet, there's a lot of the choices that we have to even how do we get to the destination, right? If my dream is to have a home in some part of the world, but close to water, how do I get there? Do I suffer and struggle to get there? Because eventually that destiny that is mine, that my heart is so connected to, my soul is so connected to, that I can see it in my mind's eye, I can feel it in my mind's eye, and that could be connected to a career, to family, children, partner, it doesn't matter. It's just you feel it so deeply and so profoundly inside, but you don't know how to get to it. So there's minimum two choices. There's many choices, but I'll just talk about two. <laughs> Either we're going to suffer, struggle through it and kick and scream until we get to that space, or we can just love and we go with faith and trust. And that's, that's the difference. Perfect. So that's really my book is not just about that. It's mostly about helping individuals, people to understand that we have a choice not to live in fear, but to live in faith and love. Mm -hmm. And that really, it's the choice because we can either choose our own hell or choose our own heaven. And so many religiously believe that you have to die to go to heaven. I always say, no, you don't. Heaven <laughs> is right here. Yeah. And so unique of it. And those are also our lessons, right? That we're here to learn and remember that we are really incarnated onto this planet to bring heaven onto earth. Mm -hmm. We're not to live hell here and then go up to heaven or whatever right. the is. So at the end of the day, that's really the main goal and point in my book. But on the, another level, it's also my crying out because in the beginning, I noticed how much pain and suffering there is in humanity. Mm -hmm. And my goal was any individual that comes across my book to realize, listen, there are other ways. There are other tools. There is quicker, easier, simpler way of freeing yourself from fear, freeing yourself from pain, freeing yourself from suffering. And here they are. Mm -hmm. so in my experience and my client's experiences and the modalities that I work with from passive regression therapy to hypnotherapy to EFT to, to the tools and techniques that I studied and I learned that saved me and my clients. I wanted to share it because not everybody knows where Christine is and what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, internet, but up until 
12, 13 years ago, I mean, the internet and social media was not as big as it is today, right? right? Yeah. But, and in whatever form or way that I can share to let people know, because there's no excuse of why anyone on this planet needs to feel like there's no other way. No one loves yeah. me. No one cares. And I am to end my life. Yeah. That's the biggest, I don't want to say fight, but, but I don't even know what the word is. My, my ability to, in whatever form or way that I can share this information for, so I don't hear that story ever again, because mm -hmm. I hear it from my clients. The other day, one of my clients, when she first started working with me, she said, Christine, if it wasn't for you, I would not be here right now. And I don't take that as, oh my God, I have so much responsibility. I take that as I am here to love you and show you that there's so much love around you. Mm -hmm. Deserve to be here, that you have a mission here, that you have a purpose here. And that same person in one of our sessions shared that a friend of hers that she spoke with two days prior, two days later, he ended his last. Mm. And he could have been saved. Yeah. And he was an amazing person, successful person. Mm. As there's no reason why that yeah. needs the choice ever. Yeah. Because we incarnate here for a reason. It's just when we get lost. And there's no one to show us back to our mission, our truth. We just feel like this is life, but that's not life. No. And yeah. that's the of us needing to not fight life, but flow with life so that we all remember who we are and why we're here and what we're supposed to be here and to do here. And yeah. that works because then it's going to be repeated again, right? The, the right. lesson we learn. So even if, that is the choice. They're going to come right back. And I'm like, well, you've done all those years. You don't want to throw it away. You might as well get done this time. And there are tools to help. So many of my clients come to me and they say, you're my last resort, Christine. And I'm grateful sometimes, not all the time, to be yeah. the last resort because I'm able to support them in three, four sessions, my clients suddenly go, okay, I don't understand. How is this working? How, but it's working, but I don't feel like that anymore, but I don't feel I want to end it anymore. But I know, and of course I'm very cautious. I always tell my clients, if there's a situation like that, I'm not going to take all of the control in my hands. Mm -hmm. I always encourage them to work with the psychiatrist, psychologist, yeah. whatever it takes, because I'm not saying maybe that I am the answer. Mm -hmm. No many answers i'm just one aspect right. one of that and right. i'm grateful to be that part in whatever form or way that i can make a difference in my clients lives yeah and that's part of that taking responsibility for your own life exactly to, to not put it all in say okay here you go fix it for me yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah how are you going to fix me? I get those questions too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not here to fix you. You have, have to fix yourself. Remember. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I have to, I have to tell people, I don't do the healing. I'm more of a healing facilitator. It's you that does the healing. I can help guide you and, and give you tools, but you got your work. Energetic channel. That's all we are. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So one of the things that popped into my head as you were talking about getting your book out there so people knew that there was hope is what I hear is that I know that I've been told by my guides many times that I'm here as a light worker, but I'm also here as a way shower. And that's what your book is. It's a way shower. It's a, it's a place that people can find 
what they need, even if they don't know who you are or where you're not in any place where they could get in touch with you. Though that's kind of hard to believe these days, but but yeah, it is a way showing tool. Books to me are, because I'm, I'm a novelist and books to me are the closest thing we get to telepathy. It's from my brain to the page to your brain. Mm-hmm. And and what a gift that is that you give when you write a book like yours to, to help people see that there's hope and there's things you can do to feel better and to find the way through. The other piece of it that I, I want to just piggyback on too is that I talk a lot about efforting versus flowing. And I'll ask my clients like, why are you trying so hard? Clearly this is not the road you're supposed to be on. That's so right. where is it easy? <laughs> you know? And I have to remind myself of that sometimes too. It's like, I just want to get this done. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not supposed to get that done today. <laughs> Maybe I'm not supposed to get that at all. I'm supposed to go do that thing. (laughs) But all our minds were were taught to work hard to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so that's with force, right? Right. Force, force, force. And force never works. I always tell my clients, like, when you look at water flowing, is it forcing itself to flow? No, it just knows Mm -hmm. how to flow. It just flows. So let your life flow as well. And that's the problem that we're constantly told to fight. Mm-hmm. Against our form life, against this, against that. Everything is a fight on this planet. I know. Fight so much and not love. Door. So yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. so much. Because at the end of the day, all of this is just lessons. And at the end of the day, those fights are not going to matter. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's going to be left is the remembering the lessons and what we're going to take. I, Always feel like our life, every experience, and we can have the same exact experience and you can respond differently and I can respond. And we're just gathering information, reporting to the universe and the universe expands based on that mm-hmm. because there's unlimited amount of experiences, even through the same experience, right? Right. And having said that, even, you know, my second book, it really, that's going to come out soon. It's, it's about, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> But it's about the next level, the next step of us realizing that we are wise already. Mm-hmm. We don't need to truly, honestly, I don't feel we're learning anything. We're remembering yes. and we're based on that remembering. It's the learning, the human is learning and the higher self is just helping the human remember that this is what you are. This mm-hmm. is what it's about. It's, it's all that. It's about really, so the phases, even the steps, even my world, my book, when I read my first book and I look at my second book is literally my own transition, my mm-hmm. transition with me of the steps of the beginner and the intermediate and the advanced and where it takes us. And, and it's just, that's just the way it needs to be. It needs to flow. It cannot be forced. I tried to force being in accounting for 10 <laughs> years, never worked. Uh-huh. It was never going to work. My last, last year in accounting, my boss called me to the office and he said, Christine, what are you doing? And I said, what do you think? What do you mean I'm what I'm doing? I'm like taking my courses. I'm ready for the CPA exam. And da, 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 da. He literally looked at me and said, this is not your world. Mm. I was devastated. Oh. Devastated. And I thought, who is he? He to tell me that I'm going to be an accountant and I'm going to be a supervisor. And I'm going to be manager. And one day I'm going to be a partner. 
that was never my path. Mm-hmm. And he saw that before I saw it. Mm-hmm. And everything was forced for 10 years versus when I shifted to this world through literally prayer and a very powerful, vivid dream. I turned to this world. This was not, oh, let me do hypnotherapy. It was not that at all. But from day one that I walked into that space, from my master's in psychology, which was more of the Western, the logical Mm -hmm. world, and then the mystical world, hypnotherapy, I combined the two worlds because I always believe in combining the two worlds because Mm -hmm. one cannot truly exist without the other. me, I'm always about that. Let's combine our worlds because the mystical, the metaphysical has been here for a thousand oh, yeah. years and it's not going anywhere. No. We're not. So let's just be friends. We don't have to be foes, right? Right, right. <laughs> I, mean, I thought that the moment I stepped into that space, I literally until today, remember I sat down and the teacher started talking about the first month was about is hypnotherapy even for you that we're giving us the courses for free. Hypnosis mm. 101, I think was the course. And I sat there and I was mesmerized. Mm-hmm. The first time in my life, I said, I am home. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't stopped since then. Because since I was a little girl, I was always about angelic beings and energies and spirit and this and that but it was very much i was even resisting forced to change to be right-handed oh really that alone was taking me out of my own element and who i am because not accepted where i was born yes so it's a lot of that. And so I lost myself and then I found myself. And I'm grateful every day that I did because then I'm able to, and over the years, help thousands of my clients all remember and who they are, why they're here. And how much joy is there when you are in, in the flow of your life? It's just, it's easy. It's, I laugh a lot once I, once I got out of the trying to be a, an author and, and which I, I forced, I did very well at it, but I had to work hard at it and I didn't really like the work. But once I stepped into this work, I was like, I was like you, I have come home. And it happened because I saw a healer who made an amazingly transformative change in my life in an hour. (laughs) But yeah, so I just, I, it's, I always get so much joy. And even these conversations are part of this building the light and bringing the energy to lots of other people. And I just love it. All right. I think that we have come to the place in our conversation where we're going to do the rapid fire questions. There's four of them. First thing that comes to your mind is the great answer. Okay. doesn't have to be the best answer. It's just the great answer. (laughs) So the first one is who is or was the wisest person in your life? I think my mom. Okay. Is there some way her wisdom still impacts you? Yes. Through her toughness, she taught me how to be tough in the physical and metaphysical realm because if she didn't teach me the toughness that she has within her, I don't think I would have survived on this planet doing what I do mm-hmm. because a lot of negativity that came my way in the beginning. Yeah. That's, that's the one place that I know I pushed through and I said, I'm going to prove everybody wrong, but I don't do that anymore because I know who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. Is everybody going to love me and understand me? No. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great place to get to. 
So what's your favorite self-care practice? Oh, goodness. There's so many. <laughs> I'm going to say because I do it every day. Breathworking meditation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you do a particular kind of breathwork or? Pranayama breathwork. Pranayama. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what lights you up when you're feeling down? My children and my doggy. <laughs> knowing that I'm here to share love and this is like making me tear up right now. I don't even know why. Mm-hmm. My kids never, are, are making a difference. Yeah. My kids are adults. And yeah. I, and the way I frequently answer this question when it comes up is that listening to my adult children in another room, laughing and giggling together, I, I tear up, but it just makes me so happy to know that they're happy and they're friends. Right. And they're, you know, right. so, yeah. Kids that yeah. have a dog sleeping in the chair next to me. So yeah, I get that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you know, yeah. you, you did something right. They're happy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And do you have a favorite mantra or affirmation? Oh, goodness. I just love I just gratitude. That's my morning meditation and mantra. Every morning I wake up and I say, I choose love. I choose gratitude because the moment we open our eyes, what happens? The ego. Yeah. You gotta do this. That went wrong. This is it. This is reaction. Uh-huh. And I just repeat that mantra. I choose love. I choose gratitude. That's how I quiet my ego mind with love. And I always say, we do, we're not here to kill or destroy the ego. We're here to commit with love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. How about, can you tell the listeners where you can be found online? Of course. You like to find me on my website, www.journeystoheal.com. And that is spelled J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S-T-O-H-E-A-L.com. And they can find me all my social media, everything they need to find, my book, my courses, everything is on there. Right. And you have something free on there for them too, right? Yeah. Because our world is filled with stress and COVID did a number on everybody. I have a free stress releasing meditation on there that they can go and, and they can download it for free. Thank you for that. That's definitely something that we need in this world. <laughs> for the newsletter and they'll get that free download. Perfect. Okay. And like to release their fears and stress. Yes. Yes. That would be good. All right. Well, it's been a lot of fun talking to you today. I, I have really enjoyed it and I've learned a few things. So I love it when I, when I add to my well of knowledge. And I'm really grateful that you have joined us today. It's going on my gratitude list. And I encourage the listeners here to go check out Christine's website and the free meditation, the free stress releasing meditation, something we all need. And maybe check out her book too. Books are great telepathy. I have one question for you though, that I forgot to ask. Are you able to do the hypnotherapy remotely or does it have to be in person? Thank you for that question. I love that question because I have clients all over the world. I can breath work. I can do energy work. I can do hypnotherapy. We could do any of the sessions that I do in person virtually as well. And I mean, COVID taught us a real good lesson. And now it's like half and half, half of my clients come in. And half of my clients, even my most LA clients, they basically, they go, I don't want to deal with the traffic. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Okay. I suspected that was the answer, but I don't know about okay. hypnotherapy. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it still works. And my clients are amazed every time. 
Good. And I'm and I can find all the information about your sessions and yeah. your offerings Excellent. right there on your website. Perfect. And all you do is text me, call me, leave a voicemail if they're interested and and I'll call them in between sessions. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you again for being here with us. And I want to thank the listeners for joining us today on Curiously Wise. We come out with a new episode every Tuesday. So come back next week and join us for another great wise conversation. Have a lovely day. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort. I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.